People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Welcome to another episode of Bizarre Tales. How the devil are you all? I'm nicking your catchphrase. How the devil are you all, indeed? How, how the devil are you all? I've got a new microphone now. And you might notice a little bit of difference in the way I sound. <laughs> much, much better, Lee. Is it really? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I have a story for you. So, Good. I've been racking the internet trying to find some ghost stories. And the reason for that is because we keep asking our listeners to send in ghost stories and stories of their encounters, and none of you are bothering. So, I'll take it upon myself to find them myself. Yes. Um, I did find a really, really good one, but at the bottom it does say, copyright cannot be used for anything. I was like, oh, and it was a really good story as well, but I can't use that one. I have actually emailed them to see if they'll let me read it on the show, but um, this one was was awesome it sort of it makes the hair stand up on your neck um just by the story the, the title alone i think you'll it, it piques your interest so the title is toys in the attic now this is a genuine encounter uh-huh. and this is a first-hand story so it is i'm going to be reading it as if it was myself so reading it in the first person tell, pray tell dear boy. yes i shall indeed so i'm waiting you're waiting. Are you Bit ready? Breath. Did he say what the title was? Toys in the Attic. No. Yeah, Toys in I the Attic. I just want listening to you as well. No. It sounds about right, doesn't it, for you? Sounds like it sounds more dramatic, though. No. Okay. Toys we. in the Attic. Dun, dun, dun. Right, we're going to go third time lucky here. For the, those of you who don't know, I've just attempted this twice and failed. So they've they've been taken out. Third time lucky, yeah? It was three years ago when school had just finished and summer break began. I was 15 and didn't really believe in paranormal activity like ghosts. During the year I became friends with another fellow 15 year old named David in our high school guitar class. He always talked about ghosts when he had the chance but I was still always of the thought that it was fiction. During the first week of break, David called me because he had got a new big screen TV and wanted me to stay over the night and have a horror movie marathon. Seeing as his parents were in Seattle for their anniversary when I arrived, David was trying to find a solution to the problem. He couldn't connect his because there was no room to set up the cable outlet. But then a light bulb clicked and he thought of having it in the attic. He had never been in there before, but always heard movement. He had lots uh, he had lost a lot of interest in the supernatural and thought it was just rats. David had never been into the attic before, so this was kind of an adventure. We pulled down the stairs to it and walked up. It was very dark and filled with all sorts of unused stuff. The only light came from a hanging light that David turned on. It didn't give much life, but just enough. 
light. No, it says life. Didn't give it up. It does say life. It means light, though. It it? Does, I don't know. I'm just reading the story. <laughs> we went to the corner that was the closest to the room holding his TV to find it filled with toys. David had moved in a few years back, so we assumed it must have been from the old owners of the house. There was a small red tricycle, a ragged one, one-eyed doll, books and a few blocks with letters on them. Only thinking about the cable outlet, we took the stuff and dumped them in the trash outside. When we got back inside, David pulled out his dad's toolkit and we ventured back up to the attic. As we got closer to the corner, we heard the scurrying of tiny footsteps, as if a child running around behind us. We swung around to look, but nothing was there. Insisting it was a rat, David kept installing the outlet until it was finished and all the wires were connected. We started to make our way down the steps when we heard a tiny footsteps again. Thinking it was yet another rat, we kept going until we reached the second to last step when we heard a noise. This noise sounded nothing like footsteps. We stopped to listen again. What was we hearing? It was crying. The crying continued, and we sprinted back up the stairs to find out what the source of the crying was. Looking around, we found out that the crying had stopped. I suggested that the crying might have been coming from one of the kids playing outside. David agreed although I could tell his mind had wandered back to the ghosts. It had been months since he thought of them. What a cunt. We left the attic and decided to take our minds off it and watch TV. Our thoughts of the attic leaving us, we watched TV for a few hours. Halfway through one of our favourite shows, we heard a loud crash down the hall and the TV went black. Flipping through the channels, there was nothing but a dark screen. Immediately, our thoughts went to the child crying and we made our ways to the bedroom down the hall our first thought was to go to the attic but the loud crashing noise came from the bedroom that resided under half of it we decided to investigate and start with the bedroom we pushed open the door to see the four poster bed completely flipped over with a sheet still perfectly tucked in and the posts crumpled into tiny rods we tried to lift it and found that it was way too heavy for two people to lift, let alone slam it down with enough force to damage the metal posts. The thing puzzling us was that the only way to ward there was past the TV room and we would have seen anyone walk by. Becoming a bit fearful of what was in the house, we pulled the stairs down by the long cord, walked up and emerged into the dusty attic to find that it had gotten much, much colder. Although afraid, we cared more about the TV than anything, so we cautiously made our way to the outlet. When we got closer, we were shocked to see that the wires were cut. Not chewed off, but cut perfectly, as if by wire cutters. I stood at stood there staring at the wires in disbelief and I could feel David tapping my shoulder violently in a shaking voice. 
I heard him say my name as I turned my head. I felt my heart skip a beat. There was the tricycle with a doll sitting on it. The blocks stacked behind it and the same toys that we threw out. As I looked further, I noticed the blocks spelt out Lily. Staring in horror, our only thought was to get the hell out of there. Another loud crash from below increased our desire to leave. Something was seriously not right. As we put the stairs back up into the roof and made our way into the cou- onto the couches, I heard David swear so loud I jumped. He ran towards his TV and fell on his knees. There was the doll standing in front of the TV with the tricycle smashed right into the TV screen. The one thing that made this truly terrifying was that the smashed TV was still in the attic, was still in static. That's a bit scary, isn't it? Yeah. The TV's still in static with a tricycle sticking out of it. Just then, the sound of running heard behind us and we turn in time to catch a glimpse of something small and dark like a shadow disappear around the corner. Having enough, we dashed to the bedroom and locked the door, trying to find out what was going on. We began to go over what just happened when a faint knocking was at the door. Our hearts stopped. The knocking came again, and giggling was heard. The giggling made the hair on on the end hair on the end of my arms stand up because it wasn't playful giggling it was like a laugh when your worst enemy sees you trip and fall as we snapped back towards the wall we heard the laughter and footsteps slowly fade away we waited for a good hour before peering out of the door we gathered up our courage and decided that it would be best to just leave and sooner we got out the better We tiptoed around the the house until the door was in view and then broke into a jog. We were almost there until we saw something that stopped us dead in our tracks. The wheel of the tricycle was laying right in front of the door. As we turned around, we saw the worn out blocks sitting there that spelt the word stay. Awestruck, We stood in silence as the pitter-patter of tiny feet grew closer. We had never heard or experienced anything like this. It was probably the worst thing that has ever happened to us. As we just stood staring glued to the floor, David had an idea. He wanted to take the toys back to where they were originally. He had heard of people disturbing things that belong to people that have passed away their spirits were angered by the disturbance. As we gathered the toys and made our way to the attic, we heard the sound of small feet trailing behind us. As we placed the toys back, the anxiety seemed to lift and we went back downstairs and the TV was good as new. When David's parents got home, we explained the whole ordeal to them. Though they were very sceptical, they decided to come in contact with the old owners to find out if they knew a lily. They were surprised to find that the old owners, the Waldens, had a daughter lily 
who died in a fire when she was six. It happened in the attic, which was where she slept and played. Although nothing as wild has happened, the occasional sound of soft feet can be heard from the attic. Now I've read it out loud, I'm not buying that this is a first-hand experience. Because, I mean, it's a good story. I'm just not, I'm not sure. Well, strange things do happen, don't they? They do. And I I get that, you know, people do have first-hand experiences with ghosts. And there are... Some of the parts of that story where this, you know, saying things like, um, you know, that if you disturb something and you put it back, then things can go back to normal. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty common. Um, you know, like they say, when you you can remove things from a tomb or from from bones from a from a grave, then that spirit can follow you until they're put back. So I get well, that's I get more that of a curse, isn't it? Yeah, from that sort of thing. Yeah, but I just I'm not I'm I'm you know I I read it and I thought. Well, that's quite good, but it's, there's a difference between reading it and reading it out loud. And I think as I'm reading it out loud, I'm thinking they went downstairs. The trike had smashed the TV. The same trike that they've just seen in the. How'd it get past them? For starters, well, airports. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know. I. I mean, to me, well, it's lucky that they fixed the TV. The ghost fixed the TV. Well, why would the ghost fix it? How does so the ghost know how to fix the TV? So they won't get in trouble. It's they put it back to yeah. Normal. I mean, but the, uh, a six-year-old perfect sense. I know a six-year-old yeah. ghost girl secretly works at Curry's. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> nah. Um, sorry, I'm not. I'm not buying that. It's uh, yeah. It's a good. It's a good story. I you know it could potentially be turned into a, a horror movie if you was to extend that. The girl in the attic. Um, you know, little. The one thing that scares me more than anything is little girl ghosts. Um, I can deal with that, you know, with with ghosts. I can deal with um, cryptids, things like that. That doesn't really haunt me. Little girl ghosts. No, I think if you gotta be careful what you wish for there, because I think sometimes if you see something like that, it will. Well, I, mean, I must admit, like I said, my experience on on the A fifty. Sorry, I always say A fifty. The on the A forty six. I mean that that did sort of that had an effect but i just think you know it's it's just a bit of a, a strange one but i think there are very very strange ghost stories i mean there are there, there was one where <clears throat> these two women were um i don't know if they i don't know if there was a in a hotel or or something there was not there was together anyway there, there was grown women but they were sleeping in the same room mm. and so presumably that was in a hotel um and in the middle of the night they saw this green mist form in the you know right in between the beds and then a face appeared in it and it looked like it was speaking but there was no noise Anyway, um, they both jumped out of bed and screamed, or they run out out of the room and asked to be moved to a different room. Eventually, they got back to sleep that night, and in the morning over breakfast, they was discussing it, mm. and um, 
one of the sisters said to the other one, you know, you know what what happened last night? What was that all about? You know, we did see that, didn't we? And they said, yeah. And the sister said, it looked like it was trying to say something. Um, it looked like it was trying to say something. Yeah. I forgot about the new mic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> she said, yeah, it looked like it was trying to say something, but... Obviously, it was mouth was moving, but there was no words coming out. And the sister said, what? And she said, well, it was mouth was moving, but it didn't speak. And she went, it did speak. And she went, well, I didn't hear it speak. What did what did it say? And the other sister wouldn't tell her what it said. Two days later, she died of an illness. Mm. So that sister will never know if that ghost or whatever it was told, told her. her. She's going to die. I think she might have been sick anyway, but yeah, right. I've got. I've got COVID. I've got two. <laughs> I've got two options for you. Uh, I can give you both. Uh, you can choose. So this is your choice for the for the listeners because we were only on fifteen minutes here. Um, so I've had a request to do a specific creepy pasta, right? Which is called the Expressionless, and apparently that's quite a famous one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's very short. Or which I haven't greeted you guys with, is my own personal ghost story. Now, I can do both. Well, do yours, since you just said that other one, that that person spent hours writing out. You said it was a load of bollocks. So my personal experience. (laughs) So we'll see how good mine is. (laughs) And I'll tell you if it's true or not. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Right. So I used to work for a company called Betfred. Okay. So if most of you in the UK have probably heard of Betfred. It's a betting company. Um, for those of you in America, I don't know if they allowed bookies in America. Well, a lot of them are backstreet bookies, but in the UK, they're real, uh, quite common. Uh, Betfred, I was... I don't think they was thinking it was make-believe, but... No, but I meant yeah. they're common, oh, right, not, yeah. not yeah. they're real. Okay. <laughs> I meant they're more common, you know. That's slightly different, but... There's ten on every Say high what, street. Let me bring this microphone. Let me bring this microphone quite close to. Bring people. it closer. Also tones. Yeah. And people will be expecting this voice, but obviously with this new mic, they'll get the. They'll get the yes, expression with the power on. The, the proper. This is what vo- I sound like. The proper voice of Lee. This is why people aren't coming back. They'll come back now. You put in the. the, the no. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So. Send nudes. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um. Don't say that because you'll probably end up getting all the blokes sending them to you. Anyway, um, no, I meant me. Yeah, I'll send them to yeah. you. Yeah, I didn't mean me. I don't. I don't no. want them. If they come back, I mean. Yeah. Um, right. So, get me story. Anyway, we're digressing. Yeah. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought. Right. So yeah. So Bet- I work, three, work for Betfred. Five or whatever. It Betfred. Was. Right. Whatever. So same difference. I'm working at the shop in town in Grimsby in Victoria Road or Victoria Street. Okay. The listeners know it well. The listeners know it well. Yes. If you don't know it, Google Victoria don't. Street, Grimsby. Looks like a bit of a shithole. Um, but they're, they're old-fashioned buildings, very old-fashioned. And Betfred, uh, the, the shop is the downstairs floor. And then at the back of the shop, there is a, a small kitchen. Um, and upstairs is the toilet and what we had as a stockroom. Okay? Now, most of the time, I would say 90, 90% of the time, the staff use the customer's toilets, okay? Because the customer toilets are downstairs and you don't have to go upstairs. Makes now, sense. Yeah, it's a lot easier, but yeah. 
you also get this feeling when you get to the top of those stairs that that you get an an, an, an uneasy feeling, okay? Um, and this happens to every single staff member. And I would say it's one of those feelings where when you get there, when you get to the top of the stairs, you sort of, whatever you need to do, you do it as quickly as you can. So, like I said, the stock room's up there. So, a lot of where we keep all the bet slips, oh, pens, You don't just mean like, the toilet, you mean... Yeah. yeah. So, if you wanted to go upstairs and get some bet slips, you would literally run up the stairs, grab what you needed, and run back down the stairs. Like you went, when you was a kid and you had to go upstairs for something and it was dark. Yeah, and you used yeah. to sing and whistle and, yeah. that It was exactly like... But that's the grown adults doing this. And one of the ladies... Um, who worked for us, she had a little office upstairs. We'd only ever see her maybe once a month, something like that. She'd come and do a little bit of admin work and then she'd bugger off. Um, and one of the days, we heard her fall down the stairs. Uh, there was probably about 25 stairs. It's not not just like a normal house. There's quite a lot of stairs. And you could hear it. You heard her bounce down these stairs. And obviously, I was... The, the store manager at the time so I've run to the back I hope you're on the first day though uh, I was actually oh, dear, oh, that dear. makes much yeah <laughs> fills you with confidence run to the back and she's laid on the on the floor and I said are you alright she's like yeah I'm fine I said well, what'd you yeah, do I'm fine I just fell down the stairs yeah <laughs> she's like no she was fine <laughs> happens all the time and uh, I said you know what happened and she went I was, she was pushed no she said she all was right. pushed and I was like what do you mean you were pushed she said I've physically felt two hands push me so i'm like i'm not having this so i went upstairs and considering when she was in the heating was on upstairs so it was always cold up there because you didn't put the heating on unless she was in the office if she came in the heating went on because she was up there on her own so the heating was on but it was cold and it was and i had that feeling of right i'd need to get out of here and i did we no one went up there for the rest of the day and it must have been a couple of weeks after that. We, you, you know, you hear noises and things like that. But I sent one of the girls who I was working with, I said to her, can you just go upstairs, grab me some bet slips and um, some pens and things like that, just so we can restock the, the uh, shop. Very manly of you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, the thing is, I was a store manager. Right. So I at, the, at that point, it was about maybe 10 to 10. Store shuts at 10 o'clock. I'm doing all the cashing up, all the money and things like that. So... Um, I have to do that. I believe that. you. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I believe you. So, you didn't just want to go up there, yeah. It's just shit in my pants, really. <laughs> um, so she's she's gone upstairs. It's a two-minute job. It's a two-minute two job. So I don't think we need to know about that, Dan. You stick to the story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two minutes, fucking hell. My wife would be well lucky with that. Um, anyway, that must have been about 10 or 15 minutes. After that, I've shut the doors, doors locked. She's still not come downstairs. Right. Now, that's really not heard of. It's really, really weird. So as I'm coming up the stairs, I can hear her crying. can hear crying coming from, from upstairs. So I shouted out, are you all right? Are you all right? No answer. She's just crying, hysterically crying. I get to the top of the stairs and the door is shut. Now, the door to the stock room is a fire door, so they're really, really heavy. So what we always used to do was put a box of betting slips by the door. Never would that door never shut because that box of betting slips is, is a box of paper. Yep. Yeah, heavy box always kept the door open because 
it was a tiny cupboard. It didn't really need to be a fire door. It just was. Now, as I got to the door, I went to push the door and the door didn't open. I then shouted, get away from the door, kicked the door and the door swung open. Oh, it's as, like a movie. Yeah. yeah. As a, I didn't kick it, you know, yeah. you're proper like John Wayne. Right. <laughs> Anyways, kicked Jackie the door, Chan. doors opened, Jackie Chan, yeah, um, and the lights turned on. So I said to her, I said, why the fuck are you sat here? She was sat on the floor. In the dark. I said, why are you sat here in the dark crying? Oh, God. And she went, you moved the box. And I went, I said, what are you on about? I moved the box. Was the box on the inside of the door or the outside? The door opened into the cupboard. Into the, the box Into the room, yeah. She was and, and the, the box of paper was put by the door as the door was fully open. So the box, as she was in the cupboard, the box slid into the room, the door shut, the light went off. Right, so because so, what I was getting at is like the door didn't just slowly close itself with the box in front of it, like push the box. I mean, the, the box, box was already moved out of the way. The box was out of the way. Right. Um, It's possible that the, bo- the door... You know, she she didn't put the box exactly in the right position, and the weight of the door moved the box. But it doesn't explain the lights going off, or the fact that she couldn't open the door, or the fact that she couldn't open the door. Because presumably, you could open the door from the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course you can. Um, so she couldn't open the door. Now, whether that was because she physically was that scared that she'd lost all, no, um, I don't know. Um, but like I said, it might. She must have been up there for about ten to fifteen minutes. And when I got to the top of those stairs, and I sh- I couldn't even open the door, so obviously when I kicked the door, the door opened. Um, she effing and blinding at me. She thought it was all my fault. She thought I was having a laugh like with her. And I, a joke, yeah. yeah. And I was like, like I'm not even joking to you. I've been downstairs for the last fifteen minutes. I actually had to show her on the CCTV that I didn't move from that till point because I was dealing with money. And obviously, it's behind glass and. We're not, you know, you're not allowed to move. You can't leave money out. Um, and she, she sort of saw it and went, you know, panic. Just that, that panic set in. And to this day, you still haven't got their slips. No, you said no, still haven't got those pet slips. <laughs> no, but I just can't explain it. It's one of those ones where is that the only thing that happened there? Then you'd always hear noises. There's always noises there. Um, I'll, I'll try and contact one of the girls who I used to work with. Uh, her name was uh, Sarah. Um, this wasn't her that was there but at that time, but she always, she gave it a name. She even gave the ghost a name. Um, and she used to stand at the bottom of the stairs and shout up. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I, something saying Dennis, something like that, something like an old-fashioned name, but she used to stand at the bottom of the stairs and shout, do you want a cup of tea? Or do you know what I mean? And things like that. And you'd hear banging coming from upstairs. But there's no one up there. But she, I mean, for whatever reason, she decided to befriend this thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, from my experience, it wasn't that friendly. Mm. Um, but you did, you did hear, you'd hear, you'd hear noises, you'd hear things moving around. Like I said, you'd, you'd see the lights because you you stand at the bottom of the stairs, and the light switch was at the bottom of the stairs, but it was. Like in a house, so you've got the the downstairs light was at the bottom of the stairs, and the upstairs light was at the top of the stairs. So what you do, and I, I mean, I had it a couple of times. You you turn the downstairs light on, 
and it would give you a little bit of light up the stairs. You'd run to the top, put the light on up at the top, and the the light at the bottom would start flickering, or the light at the bottom would go out. It's gone out on me a couple of times, and I had to replace the bulbs. Like the bulbs would completely just blow, and then. You're then in that situation where you're thinking, I've got to turn this upstairs light off, and then I've got to run down the stairs into pitch, like basically into darkness. And you'd literally, you'd stand there and you'd sort of ready yourself to sprint down the stairs, turn the light off, sprint down the stairs, and turn around the corner as quick as you can and get back onto the shop floor. Um, just really, really freaky. So there was obviously something going on. There was on something there. there. And it was just, and like I said, the thing I always said to her, well, well, Betfred's quite new, you know, we've only been here sort of 15, 20 years. And they're like, have you ever looked at the the shops outside on Victoria yeah. Street? And I'm like, well, no, go not really. Go, go back. But it's one of them ones, if you actually look up in Grimsby, and I always say look up, is you look at Grimsby, it's a bit of a shit town. You look at the high street, especially the high street, it's a bit of a shit hole. But if you actually look up, and you look at the buildings, they're really, really old, really old-fashioned buildings. Um, it's probably been there two, three hundred years. Oh, easy, yeah. Yeah. So the history, I, I mean, I tried to find the history of, of the shop um, when I worked there, but you, you, there isn't really any history there. It just, you know, it just tells you what the shop used to be before that and, and things like that. There's no real stories that come from it, but... Yeah, it was definitely a bit of an experience. I was quite glad when I got moved to the shop on Lord Street. Yeah. And bearing in mind, I mean, Lord, I mean, I thought town was a, a rough area. Lord Street takes the the biscuit. It's one of those, um, it's one of those areas where you 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 know you definitely do lock the door into the cash register. Do you know what I mean? But but yeah, I was quite glad that uh, I didn't have to work in in the town shop for much longer. I actually went next door. <clears throat> oh yeah, um, Argos. Did you? You know, for a little while, and um, huh. upstairs was the the racking um, mm. where all the uh, the items are. Um, and this is the days before in Amazon, I suppose. But uh, anyway, Argos is amazing. Many, many, many times up there, you would go to the shelf. And see someone behind the shelf darting along. Yeah. Like a shadow. But you knew he was the only person up there. Well, they'd be normally by a guy in a conveyor belt or whatever. But generally speaking, and you'd see many, many times. And then things moved all the time. There was a coffee cup. You know, you, people have a... In the little canteen area there, it was more like... Um, how can I say? More like a little... Just a little bit where you, you might have a coffee machine but they want a coffee machine but yeah you know what i mean but it wasn't like a canteen necessarily but you'd have coffee mugs there and stuff like that and every now and again you just there a spoon landing it like someone had tossed a spoon into a mm. coffee cup and obviously they're gonna do that yeah just shit like that but that was next door pretty much next door to yeah i think it Fred on maybe one building away but it was ne- never really a like a creepy sort of vibe in there because no, but when you're up there anyway, yeah. it's a big open, like you say, it's a big old building up there, mm. and you're just miles of racking. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've never never worked for Argos, but from my thought process, I would say, from it, is 
it's quite busy up there. Even if you're the only person yeah, up yeah. there, there's you're a lot of around, there's yeah. a lot of stuff up there. Whereas where we were, you'd be up there once a week. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because when we knew there was something a bit funny, you'd bring down yeah, there a must be loads bring of, down there a must box be of loads of shops where yeah. should, I mean, uh, Fairbrother Street the. So today's local now, and little news agents mm-hmm. shopping. Yeah, it. yeah, I know where that is. But uh, it used to be the old um, it's a good Chinese restaurant down there. Yeah, you know, it used to be the old morgue. Um, it, well, it was a funeral parlor, and they had like a you know the, 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 where they had the bodies stored at the back and all the rest of it. Well, now the the the, the actual area that they used to to store their stock is where the bodies used to be. Nice. So many times they. Uh, the ex's cousin used to work there for a few, not very long because you go in there and things that get tossed at you and stuff. And they ended up having to do stock takes and that in pairs. I don't know if they still do now. I probably still do. But wow. um, they actually would never go in there on their own. And if you ever go in the shop, right, and I don't know why this is, but go in there, just go in there and, and see if I'm wrong. They've always got the door open into the stock room, which is... Why would you do that? Because it's the back of the shop. Anyone could just walk in there. But they've got the, the 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 door open, and if you look inside, there's another door that goes into another room, and that's open. It's almost like they leave the doors open. Like you know what you were saying before. Yeah. It's like they don't want to go in there with a door shut. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, obviously that... they know. I did yeah. ask if we could spend the night there. Um, <laughs> they probably think you're going to nick everything. Well, yeah. The the. The guy who was there at the time, he, he said he had to speak to the owners, etc. But it never got back to me, but might be worth asking again. But yeah, I mean, they, but they all say the same thing. You go in there and mm. you just feel the cold and all that. And yeah. like, stuff gets tossed off shelves constantly. But go in there and the light's always on in there, which might not be so strange, but the door's always open to the mm. stop room. And why would you leave the door open to the stop room? No, you wouldn't. You just wouldn't. It's I- almost like they don't want to open it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If someone shuts it, they're just- going to have to open it. They don't know. It's like they're going to see some. I don't know, but there's a reason, isn't there? Yeah, I'll ask them next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll record them and find out. Yeah, try and find out what what the reason is if if you if if they want to answer. But I mean, that was the thing. Like you know, we say about obviously the the cold and things like that. The cold for me wasn't never unexpected in that area because it was always cold. We never put the heating on. It was just it was a stockroom, you know. So. People say obviously they hear the they feel the cold when when they go into to places that are haunted. It just it, that didn't really register with me that the cold, but it it did that day when she said, obviously she had been pushed down the stairs, and obviously I've gone up the stairs and and it was cold, and you sort of tend to think she's not going to have been working in an office upstairs with no heating on because it was I think it was like the middle of winter as well. You're talking like. November, December time. So there's no yeah. way you wouldn't have had the heating on. Um, so I can't really work out what reason. But it's... I always find, like... Although I got the creeps from that from that place, it never did anything to me. It never... It never pushed me. It never... Um, never did anything to me. Apart from, obviously, like the odd lights flickering on and off and things like that. Um, there was never anything physical done to me. I never had anything thrown at me or never had the door shut on me. Um, but the two real major experience both happened to young women. Mm. So, 
I don't you might have a thing for women then. Yeah. You know at all? Uh, well, I know I do. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Just a weird a weird story, but it's it's one I've I mean, I've told you before, I've told you that story before, but it's you know, my I had a an experience when I was very young, which I, I believe is on one of these episodes anyway, um when I was at, at my dad's house, um going to the toilet in the middle of the night. Um, saw what I believed was my stepmom walking down the stairs um, next morning saying, well, why, why did you ignore me? You know, you ignored me last night. I went to the toilet, you went downstairs and you ignored me. Um, turned out her, her mum had died a few few weeks or a few months earlier. Um, and when I said she was wearing a red dressing gown, her, her mum actually died in a red dressing gown. So um, something that just, and I, you know, I mean, I knew her mum, but never really... Spent much time there. I think I only met her a couple these of times. Little, like little stories like that, you know, people do have these stories, and that's mm. what we say. If you know, if you want to share that story with us, then yeah, fire it across and contact us on Facebook or supernaturalpod at gmail dot com and let us know. Yeah, get you know, them. It doesn't have to, to be a massive long. No, I know, mean, you know, that was what a ten minute story. Yeah. Five, 10, I mean, you know, we always say. The best way to get your story to us is to either record it yourself and send it across because that obviously gets your own words out. It is always better from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Yeah, much much better than us reading it out. Um, or come on the show, like I said, we're yeah. not we're not shy. Or do send it across, and we'll yeah. read it out. Not no problem. With that. Yeah, we've got no yeah. problem reading it out, but it's. Uh, you know, especially no. if it comes from America, Lee can try his, his American accents out for can, for some of the stories, I'm sure. Can do an American accent. Do you know the only American accent I can do is a southern one, and it's not even very good. And all it is is because one of my mates decided he was going to move to North Carolina, and we just went, Matthew, get off your sister. <laughs> that, that was all. That's all we did. So what's that? <laughs> like uh, Kevin Bully Wilson? Yeah, yeah. If, uh, and I'm not suggesting that, but that is kind of the stereotype that goes with it. We have a we have a county in this country as well. Not it's not just isolated to certain places in America. We have a county in this country called Norfolk, where they say everyone from Norfolk has webbed feet and toes because they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, say it. <laughs> you know, it's we have the same rumors in this country as you have in your country. Um, well, look at the Russians. Some of them Russian um, troops that are being captured now are saying that they was expecting to be fighting hybrids. Not like... Literally, they thought that it was going to, to be fighting these Ukrainian people that had like seven hand, seven fingers on one hand and a, and a baby's arm on the other hand and just the, the, the propaganda that, just, that they... Yeah, that just yeah. shows everything you need to know about Putin. They just thought there was going to be hi- fighting hybrids, and they're, they're saying like, you know, um, but you you look just like me. What's going on here? I mean, the right place is that is that Russian? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> can't be far off. We can't know. But um, yeah, but they just couldn't get their heads around it. Yeah, it is. It's. it's but I mean, that's what I've heard. Pro- propaganda fighting, works wonders, doesn't it? It always has done. It's done it since the dawn of time propaganda works so yeah yeah well, we could we could spend hours on a propaganda episode but i think uh 
I think, think we might the, end up pissing off some people, depending on what side of the fence you Don't they say something along the lines of um, propaganda's only needed when there's still work to be done sort of thing? Mm. So it's not a foregone conclusion and it's not a lost cause. Yeah. So whatever we need, just like with the COVID shit, in it? Same thing. Yeah. But they had to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it because <laughs> the narrative wasn't there, was it? Yeah. If they didn't keep pushing it yeah. and pushing it. So, then... just, so they come out with a thing saying, 4,000 people will die a day. Yeah. And we had like 120 people in hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and most of them didn't die. But, yeah, but then the like real, then, then three the weeks. Yeah, then like out. another month later they're saying, another 4,000 people are going to die a day. What, like you told us three months ago? Yeah. Yeah, but the modelling says so. Just the same bullshit. Oh, God. Chris Whitty's model said we were going to lose half the bloody country. He didn't have a clue what he was on about. That was Redfern, I think. He's a he's a bit of a moron. Right. Anyway, anyway that, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, off, well off topic yeah. there. We're not, we're not going into conspiracies yet, but we might be soon. Mm. Well, we will be. We will be. Yeah. yeah. Definitely touching on. Con- oh shit! Definitely touching on conspiracies. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the show. Please come again. Tell a friend. <laughs> and uh, well, that new mic's working yeah, wonderfully. Indeed. And we'll see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. Just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. Mm-hmm.